Hi, it's John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Did you know the second building in America was a tavern? When I built my new restaurant franchise concept, Taffer's Tavern, I thought back to the roots of what makes a tavern a tavern. Timeless character. All while delivering an unbelievably delicious food and beverage experience. That paired with my 40 plus years in the industry provides a clear roadmap to success. Do you have what it takes to be a Taffer's Tavern franchisee? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Visit franchise.tafferstavern.com. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind-blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo and I'm with my friend uh, Jose. He's from Portugal. And uh, and yeah, hey, hey man, how are you doing? I'm fine, great. Great to, to, to be with you. Awesome. And, and uh, so uh, can you introduce yourself, you know, and uh, g- give us a sort of a, a background on who you are about in, in terms of philo- your philosophical journey? So I w- I'm from Portugal. I was born in the distant year of 1982 <laughs> awesome. by now is a, a distant year and uh, um, all my life i've been a, a catholic there's, there's that is basically my, my education my family education right? and when i was a little kid my main my main interests were um, zoology to, to study animals and so forth and dinosaurs and dinosaurs mm-hmm. and because of that uh, when i was when i was reading about dinosaurs one one thing is is absolutely clear about, about them is that they they do no longer exist and yeah. in the way the fact that di- the dinosaurs do not no longer exist goes against the description that we have on genesis on the bible okay so um and as i have said i all my life held a, I, I was a catholic and because of that when i was still a little kid a teenager I also developed another interest that was the, to study the relationships between science and religion, okay? And when I was um, 20 years old, um, an author, uh, uh, American physicist called, named Frank Tipler. Do you know Frank Tipler? Oh, well, I, I've heard of him, but I guess I'm not really in, you know, knowledgeable of the particular. Okay, so, so uh, a book from a guy, that the American physicist, that is named Frank Tipler, who uh, published the book and the book was translated into Portuguese. Mm-hmm. The book is is called is named the Physic the Physics of Immortality. Mm-hmm. In Portuguese, the title is uh, Física de Mortalidade. Mm-hmm. And the physics of uh, and Frank Tipler and John Barrow are the great proponents of the anthropic cosmological principle. 
-hmm. And the, anthrop the anthropic cosmological principle is a way of thinking about, uh, according to which we can conclude certain aspects about the very universe that's, mm -hmm. that surrounds us mm -hmm. uh, from the, the basic step that we exist. So we exist, what can we conclude about it, about, mm -hmm. about the existence, about mm -hmm. the universe? Mm -hmm. And because of that, they, they that both, both of them are physicists, um, use a lot of uh, philosophical concepts on their, uh, on their theory. Basically, and in their second book, so their first book is The Anthropic Cosmological Principle mm -hmm. from 1986. And the, 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 the book from Tipler that I was referring, that is The Physics of Immortality, is from 1994, I believe. I and beg your pardon. Um, can you pronounce it again? Like anthropomor. Uh, the anthropic. Anthropic. I'm in tropic. Anthropic cosmological okay, principle. Okay. okay. Anthropic cosmological principle. Oh, awesome. Oh, anthropic. Like the. The anthropic, yes. Okay. So, um, and uh, in the second book, uh, that is The Physics of Immortality, Frank Tipler uses a lot of philosophical, philosophical concepts, mm -hmm. including, the, uh, for instance, the concept of eternity, that he goes uh, to refer to Boethius. Mm -hmm. And, for instance, he defines God following um, a definition of um, a theologian, a German theologian, that is called, I believe, Paul Tillich. Tillich or Tillich? Tillich. I don't know how to say it. Tillich or mm -hmm. Tillich. Is a German, so. <laughs> All right. So, and uh, what he says is that, uh, according to Paul Tillich, God is not one being, is not a being, is not just one more being in everything that exists, but it is the ground of being. It is being itself, mm -hmm. okay? And because of that, I, uh, I, 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 in, in those years, I found out another, another um, author that is called... Henry Pariou Owen, that is mm -hmm. this guy. That okay. He has a book call, called The Concepts of Deity. Concepts of Deity. And he, when he is talking about um, Potilic, what he says is that, is that, in a way, the conception that is operating in his thought is only the is the very conception that all classical the theists maintain um, throughout the history of thought. Okay, God is not just one more being, but it is in a way the being, being itself, mm -hmm. or as uh, Aquinas would say, ipsumase per se subsistence. So mm -hmm. the, the self, -sub -sub self subsisting being. Okay, in that, as I have said, uh, um, allow me to discover another author that is called um, Enric, uh, Enric Coret. This guy is the. Um, um, uh, a thumist uh, from twen the 20th century, of course, a transcendental thumist. So what he, he tried to do is to make a dialogue between Aquinas and Heidegger and uh, Hegel and Kant. So mainly these four, four authors. And what he maintains is that the conception that operates in, in Aquinas is it's the... the the, rich, the, the, the most rich concept, conception of God that the, the human thought has uh, acquired. So okay. that, oh, in that, uh, so when I, some years ago, I, were, I pursued um, uh, university studies in philosophy, I made my bachelor degree, 
Mm-hmm. After that, I made my, uh, I made a, a master's degree. Uh, my my dissertation was about um, Peter Gitch and Barry Miller mainly. What what those authors do is that they try to to translate the metaphysics of Aquinas of existence and being in um, in sort of uh, an analytical form or to to make the, to make room for Aquinas metaphysics of being in uh, analytical philosophy, and after that, I'm trying to do my PhD. My PhD oh, awesome. is about is about the consequence the consequent argument in, of Peter van Inwagen. That is an argument that tries to show that the determinism and free will are incompatible. So basically, that that is it. That is my life. It's a boring right. life. <laughs> awesome! Wow, you're you're taking a PhD on philosophy. That well, that's the dream. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let, let's start though. Um, so you were raised as a Catholic, right? And yes. um, what what if, in, how do you think being raised in as in a Catholic family has impacted your belief system right now? Because um, have you sort of gone through a phase where you questioned Christianity or theism? And uh, tried to you know go to uh, the skeptic route and to really test the the grounds of your. So as I have said, um, all my life I've been a Catholic. So my education uh, was basically in that uh, sort of mm-hmm. uh, of beliefs. When I was ten years old, something like that. As I have said, I I read a lot of dinosaurs. All all the kids do that, right? All the kids do that, and because of that, I I. In, the, in, the, in that instance, I had to reconsider, in a way, my beliefs because in the Bible, the, the description of the, the act of creation by God does not refer dinosaurs, okay? Mm-hmm. The world is created in six days, and that's it. The human beings appear almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, in that moment, uh, you can say that my faith was a little bit shaken, Okay. What I, 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 since that, since that moment, what I try to do is to, in a way, reevaluate my faith and constantly, constantly to reevaluate and to, in a way, to think about it and to think about it with uh, the help of, um, the, or, or to, with the best help that, that, that I can get. And that best help that I can get is, in a way, the history of philosophy itself, because in a way, the, the greatest minds of the history of thought, um, for instance, uh, Aquinas or Augustine or Saint Bonaventure mm-hmm. or, or Don and all that, they, what they have tried to do in a way was try to articulate their faith in a, in a way that is a never-ending never path, mm-hmm. but in a way, it's, it's, it's what I am trying to do. All right. Well, cool, cool. Well, let's start with God first, right? In 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 terms of theism, uh, what makes you certain that there is a God out there, right? And what are your okay. guess, like uh, uh, and your responses to the challenges? Like, for example, like there is actually no evidence of a God, or that it's that uh, that God's nature, whatever, however people introduce it, is uh, ends up being contradictory, or so uh, what are your responses to that? Well, I'll say that in a way we have all have doubts. God appeared. A professor of mine once wrote a book where he 
along the way he write the following if god appeared like 100 in my layers and said to everyone here i am don't have it <laughs> so all the discussions will, will have ended with that mm. but that's now out out um, shows himself in the world we have to in a way god is a, a, a hidden god so we all have doubts and we can never be absolutely certain or almost of anything anything in our own in our own lives but in a way we have to live it we have to live our lives and it's in a way in the in the sort this sort of existential uh, bias i believe that kierkegaard is a great help because uh, what kierkegaard have to, has told us is that we have to take a leap you know in the these 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 questions that are more, more dramatically to, for our life we have to take a leap a leap and uh, the most important leap is the is basically a leap of faith so mm -hmm. and what when we we make that leap what we say is that i believe in someone in someone that someone would would grab me when i'll make that leap when that will not allow us to fall so i'll say that in the, in this sort of is existential bias the most important thing is is uh, to make a leap but and if we, if we inquire the question that we you have asked asked in a way that is more uh, i'll say um conceptually mm -hmm. oriented mm -hmm. i'll say that the following following uh, uh, for instance aquinas we have to start with our own experience our own experience of the world and uh, aquinas gives us a, a lot of uh, arguments basically we can say that we have everybody knows the five ways for instance but what we can say is that following um, Aquinas, we can say that, well, in order to explain the existence of any object whatsoever that we have in the world, we have to ascend to a certain level of reality that is not relative, that is not conditioned, uh, but it is unlimited and absolute. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that the best argument that we can have and all the arguments are basically um, manifestations of this principle is that in order to really explain the existence of, of, our, of our own experience we have to ascend to another plane of reality that it is unconditioned in that it is ontologically simple okay for instance uh, in the metaphysics of aquinas Everything that exists in our old world is composite, composite of essence and existence. And because of that, it, it does not exist by itself. It needs to be caused by something else. Since we cannot go to infinite regress in this sort of uh, causal series, we have to arrive at the first principle that in a way it goes out the series. It does not really only a first principle that is the first place of the series, but it transcends the series, okay? In that first principle, that is pure being, as the Thomists would say, it is esse tanto, esse tanto, or ipsum esse per se subsistence, subsistence, it is God. So I'll say that this is the best argument that we have. But for instance, we have 
also the, the ontological argument from Anselm. And I believe that we can restate the argument. And for instance, you have talked uh, um, in the, another, uh, another interview that you've conducted with John Connor, and he, is a lot of, he has a lot of this sort of uh, modal arguments about the existence of God. And I believe that we can make the modal, uh, the modal argument of the, uh, of the existence of God also successful. So, but, but basically we start whether we, we can start with the, the existence of uh, the beings that, that uh, surround us in our own world. And we can say that they do not justify their own existence. And because of that, we, we have to ascend to another order of reality that exists by itself. Right. So basically what you're saying is like um, God is the necessary being to which, you know, everything is contingent on. Precisely. Mm -hmm. All right. Precisely cool. that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so how would you know, though, that this contingent being, maybe he, he is like a pantheist guy who, uh, who is just, an, you know, the ultimate nature of reality doesn't necessarily have to be a personal one. How would you know that it is the Christian God, not maybe, you know, like a Buddhist God or a Hindu God or, or a Muslim God? How do you know it's the Christian God? Well, uh, one easy question is that, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, but what, what I can say is the following. Mm. There is this uh, author, this, uh, um, it is German, but I believe that he was born in Brazil. That philosopher that is called Lawrence Puntel. Mm -hmm. And what is, he sustains in a book of his is that, in a way, for instance, let's see, you and I are both personal uh, realities. We are intelligent, intelligent. We are, we are having this, this conversation, and we are personal. So we, we have a conception of ourselves. And that conception of, our, of ourselves, in a way, arises from our dialogue mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so, because of that, we can see that the ultimate foundation of reality, that is God, can't be anything below, but, uh, anything that is not, that, that is not, has um, ontological complex, or, or uh, can't be anything that is, um, I don't know, what else, uh, we, the ultimate foundation of reality, that is, all the cause of all reality can't, in order to justify, to give an account of what exists or exists, uh, in this case, our own existence as personal uh, agents can't be of an ontological status that is lower than ourselves. I don't know if I'm making myself understood. Because God, as the cause of as the cause of all reality, mm. can't be uh, lower. As a can't we can't have an ontological status status that is lower than the the, the ontological status of its effect, its effects, you know. So God God has has to be in a way personal, but uh, for instance uh, the, the the all the theologians of the via negativa, for instance Shkotiryujna. Uh, the, the, I don't know how to say Pshkotiryuzhna in English. <laughs> uh, or uh, Dionysius. Mm. They will say that God is not only personal, but it is super personal. So God transcends the, our own conceptions of personality. But in a way, God has to be 
personal because in order to explain our very, very existence as uh, persons of these sort of effects that are, that are, that are there is. So this is one explanation. Uh, the, the, other, the other explanation is, so because of this, how can God be personal? Okay, how can God, the, the, the ultimate foundation of reality, be an absolute, be a, a personal entity? Um, Joseph Ratzinger, you know, the, the former pope, Mm -hmm. The former Pope, as in its as in its book, the introduction to Christianity, a most interesting um, analysis of the personhood relationship, and what he says is that in order to have a personhood, we have to have multiplicity. In, in order, to, for instance, in order to have persons, we have we need to have a dialogue, like the ones like the one that we are having here, mm -hmm. and we we can only have dialogue. We can only have relationship when we have a sort of multiplicity. So, for instance, we can only have a dialogue, Victoria, because you are you, <laughs> and I am myself, because we have this sort of uh, difference between ourselves. So, be, in order for God to be uh, personal, he, he needs to have in the, the very core of his unity a sort of diversity. So, in order to be God, in order for, for the ultimate foundation of reality to be personal, he needs to have a sort of plurality, a plurality of persons in, in its very unity, in the, its very unity of nature. So, uh, so this is a sort of, um, a sort of uh, explanation of why we can expect or how can we justify that the ultimate foundation of reality is a is a tr the trinity yes mm. so uh, and why can we explain um, of, of course christianity is not only the the belief that god is a trinity is also the belief that the second person of the trinity incarnated in one particular person that is jesus christ mm. and what what i can say is that well uh, for instance if we look up if we look at the world we see uh, all kinds of uh, crazy stuff, of bad, of suffering, and all that. And uh, in order to to justify that, and we have to maybe we have to have the hope that God Himself entered in this world, and in the way uh, He partake, He take, He take, He assumed our own flesh, and He assumed all the pains that go along with human nature and so uh, in all the suffering to be uh, to be to, to live is to suffer and in a way all the, the all that suffering is also a part of god since he, he entered in the history in the person of jesus christ so i believe that those will be my my reasons to justify my belief of of my reasons to being a christian Basically, mm. I, I guess that that was a uh, I guess the mul uh, multiplicity uh, argument in terms you know uh, would be I guess uh, uh, what do you call it it would be unnecessarily entailed if you were if uh, per if personhood I guess uh, required a dialogue right so yes precisely mm. that the, the notion of personhood is necessary is necessarily dialogic. We need mm -hmm. to have a dialogue to have a person. For instance, 
that guy that I that I spoke about uh, uh, a little a little minutes before, Frank Tipler, mm -hmm. he has a, a in his books he goes a lot about the Turing principle. Do you know the the the, the Turing, the Turing test, test. Yeah. The Turing yeah. test. You, have, you, have you heard about it? Yeah, but how to know you're not a robot. Yes. In, in order to know that you're not, you are not a robot, that you have a personality, you need to have a conversation with, that, with, that, uh, with it, with mm. that person. So, for instance, since we, we are having this sort of uh, conversation he, he, he about now, I don't have any doubt that you are a person. Okay, because you okay. are answering to my to my talk and mm. answering to my to my questions and all that, and I hope that you also believe that I'm also a person. I do believe. <laughs> so, only mm. through conversation, only through a dialogue, can we certain that a certain in entity is a personal end. Only through dialogue. All right. Uh, question. All right. So the Trinity is, of course, three persons. Why not? Yes. So two is uh, counted as multiplicity. Four is a multiplicity. Why three? Well, um, my answer will be, will be the following. Do you know, certainly, I don't know if you have uh, already interviewed him, Robert Kuhn, the philosopher. Uh, oh, not yet, not yet. No, do that. <laughs> but, but <laughs> we'll do someday. Robert Kuhn has a, an extraordinary paper mm. about the Trinity. And what he, he makes us think is, is the following. For instance, do you know the definition of uh, Aristotle of God? In Aristotle, God is a self-thinking thought. So what God does, we can ask that, what God does? God thinks, but what thinks, what God uh, thinks? God thinks about himself. In Aristotle, that is the case. So um, take the notice, God is a subject that is a thought about himself. So God is a subject that has an act, that has an act of thinking, that has in himself his own object of thought so we have this sort of a subject an act of thinking and the, an object of thinking okay we have this sort of trinity okay mm. as the subject the act of thought and the and the object of thought so and what kun says says in that article is basically well god is the the the, the subject of that thinking thought uh, of that thought that thoughts about himself is God the Father mm. and uh, the the act of thinking is the uh, God the Holy Ghost Holy Spirit and God as the uh, the, the the object of that or that divine thought is the the um, the logos so the mm. second person of the Trinity the Son so we can in a way um, justify or try to to comprehend uh, the the divine nature in this way, but I will say the following: we we can't never exhaust or fully comprehend the nature of God because God is infinite, and we are finite. So, God is absolute, and we are relative. So, in a way, um, that is why, for for instance, in all the mystics, in all the mystics, in a, in even Aquinas himself, uh, in a. a they reach a certain point where they remain silent. So that is the, the silent night of mysticism, okay? Uh, for instance, uh, Aquinas was traveling, I don't know, for a sort of um, reunion 
but he, he had a, a mystical a mystical vision and uh, because of that he, he didn't wrote anything else and the summa the summa theologia remained incomplete so because of that because in a way we arrive at a certain place where we can't really say more than, uh, we can't say really say anything else about that ultimate foundation of reality because he is above all concepts and above all all, all language. Mm -hmm. Well, th th I guess that is the case for most uh, religious thought, right? That the, the concept of a um, of mystery being inevitable inev because, you know, you recognize that you're a limited being. But I guess, how can you form a, a coherent w uh, belief system if you would have guessed like uh, you, you're, you're sort of applying wishful thinking through through leaps of faith right and especially in terms of the things that we we ha we can't make sense of it include especially in god's nature so um, well mm -hmm. well what can i say for for his um, because of its very nature the 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 intellectual inquiry mm. is a never-ending process exactly we, we can always make another question mm. why do you do that why do you do x because of r1 but why do you do R1? Because of R2 and all that. Mm. But it, our time is limited, so we, we, we need to, and we can't, we can't wait to, to solve all the problems, you know, in order to live our life. I believe that uh, that is certainly the case. So we can't arrive. So, for instance, uh, in our days, we still don't have the. Um, the, the final theory of everything in course, well, of course. The, the, a theory of net of, of all they say the quantum gravity of uh, the mm -hmm. theory of quantum gravity but we have to to still we have to to live our own lives in our everyday in our, our everyday life mm -hmm. so we have a kind of urgency that is existential okay and because of that we need to decide how we we want to reality be now, not uh, when we have solved all the problems, but now. So, mm -hmm. how can you? What kind of person you 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 can be or you aspire to be? Okay, mm -hmm. and um, so this is basically the most basic aspect. And what what I can say is that well, in a way. Our uh, answer to that is uh, a sort of existential answer. I live my my life in this in this way, trying to be the best person that I can with this kind of hope that the ultimate foundation of the ultimate foundation of rea of reality is of this uh, this sort of nature. Okay, but still, as I have said. Um, Along in this, in the if this is this is one one path that we have to take, also a sort of existential existential choice. In the, the other path, we need to to think about it and to really uh, to conceptualize it, and and we can we can and we and we do that, and we have uh, uh, philosophical systems to explain that. Uh, but uh, I will say that, uh, so, and really, I believe that we have arguments that mm -hmm. really uh, address these kind of issues 
and that the, in a way, in a way, show us that the the ultimate foundation of reality is really um, what we can uh, call God. But but they are not knockout arguments. Uh, a philosopher that is named William Valicella, do you know William Valicella? No, that, no, no. that has a book called uh, named uh, titled uh, "A Paradigm Theory of Existence." What he says uh, usually in his blog is that philosophy does not have knockdown arguments. We cannot um, fully demonstrate the existence of God or the existence of the soul. We can't, but we also can't refute their existence. Okay. We don't have arguments that, uh, without any doubt, show that God's, God exists or that God does not exist. We don't have arguments that show that the, the, the soul exists or that the soul does not exist. What we have arguments that all the premises are, in a way, um, justifiable and that are valid. So we, the, their formal logic is valid, okay? The, that is, the conclusion, the conclusions really follow from the premises, okay? And that is the best that we can do. Interesting. After that, mm -hmm. after that all we can do is to choose and to live our lives as we... <laughs> And as we would like that the reality. Uh, Interesting. So, so what you're saying is that, um, you know, knowing that we uh, we ha we are mortals, right, and we have a short lifespan. So you understand there there it, it, there is an existential urgency for us to understand the truth, right, and find it out. And so, but of course, you know, we are limited beings, so we have to settle for the ten the best tentative. I guess a uh, belief system that we could derive from all the evidence that we, we have in front of us. So in Pre so yeah, precisely that. Mm. The, the, I couldn't I couldn't say it better. You said you said you said it better than myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well I guess there there in in terms of epistemology though, um, how do you know that the the belief system you have is the right one? Right, but you do. Have, you did say that you um, you chose this because it would uh, lead to you living the being uh, lead leading the best life that you would want. So how? But just because it's the, what you want doesn't mean it's the it's the truth, right? So there are there are arguments from skeptics who say that um, I would I wouldn't believe something. I wouldn't take truth for granted, you know, so they would uh, establish their beliefs on more like uh, empirical uh, ev evidence, you know, more foundational in terms of like evidentialist claims. Uh, so they would doubt like more, more, you know, metaphysical or just simply rational arguments that lack enough evidence for them. Would, would you say that you... Uh, you sh you disagree with them? Uh, I'll say the following: it's, it's interesting that you you'll say uh, you speak of uh, skeptics mm -hmm. that uh, will say that well we we only have this sort of uh, 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 information that came through our experience of the world mm -hmm. uh, that is empiricist mm -hmm. basically. But because it is it is interesting that uh, we have some authors that um, attack attack the. Uh, uh, that called Aquinas an empiricist because because for Aquinas all the knowledge come through the must that must come through the senses it's the the very experience of the world 
what I what I will say is the, the following is the following. Certainly, our uh, knowledge of the world, being the knowledge of what it is, must m certainly must start what it with what is given. So must start with our very experience of the world. But it can't be um, a true true uh, 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 an experience that is limit artificially limited. So we need to analyze the experience in all its dimensions, including its metaphysical dimension. And when we think about not only because our thing is, oh, for instance, when we start to think not not only because how or, or because how are we we both of both of us speaking mm -hmm. with each with uh, one another at this time, but we are starting to think about, uh, for instance, uh, how or, or why do we exist? Or so, or when you put this sort of question, the mm -hmm. sort this sort of metaphysical question, we are opening ourselves to another sort of uh, uh, area of reality, mm -hmm. another dimension of reality. And that dimension of reality is there, mm -hmm. but we need to open ourselves to it by... Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride making the right questions in not, in not only the questions that the the empiricists would say that are the all the questions that we can make for the empiricists all the questions that we can make are the questions about the material the material universe mm -hmm. why it is the way it is but we arrive at the, uh, uh, a sort of metaphysical question uh, or dimension when we ask why the world exists at all, not 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 only why the world is the way it is, but why is there a world to begin with? So I will say that we can't have all, only that those limited limited um, uh, group of set of questions that the empiricists would say maintain that they are the the only that are acceptable. I see. Okay. So I, I guess that um, in terms of uh, you know us as be, being human beings, you know uh, we have we we I guess we have to ask the metaphysical metaphysical questions, and it does require us to really dive more into it and actually uh, uh, I guess find answers that are also metaphysical in nature and in in the do not I guess do not necessarily have that the in that 
empirical evidence that we we would want them to have you know because it is metaphysic metaphys metaphysical in nature right so uh precisely that for instance if someone says uh, the following show me god mm -hmm. show where is god show me what it is that x such that x is the creator of the universe what i will say is that he does not really is um, understanding the very notion of god mm -hmm. God does not present himself as just another object of our own experience, but is that, uh, but God mm -hmm. is himself that very uh, ultimate foundation of reality. That mm -hmm. is the 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 condition uh, through which everything that that exists uh, can exist. Okay, and because of that, we can't really have an experience of God, an, an experience that. It, as I am having the experience of this computer, of this table, of that tree on the on the on the street. Okay, God is not like that because God is, in a way, the unlimited horizon of being. Okay, that is the precondition for all possible experience. All right, cool, cool. All right, then. Uh, so now that you sort, I have sort of understood your stance on God and why you believe in Him. And you know your, I guess uh, your epistemological uh, also take on it. Um, tell why, why is there evil in the world? You know why sin? Why the fall? If if God is perfect, He should have just created a perfect world and be done with it. You know, so so it, in 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 this sense, the problem of evil is is uh, truly uh, one of the most. Uh, problematic uh, issues that most theists especially christian philosophers you know face so how would you uh so um, starting with a joke some months ago i encountered on facebook a comic strip and uh, they uh, presented the following the following example someone said oh god why didn't you get rid of all the bad people in the world <laughs> and then appeared an angel that give him uh, a message that where it, it was the following the following test if that was the case god would, would also have to get rid of you <laughs> so what i'm saying is the following um is the following so basically what we, you are alluding is the problem of theodicy how can we reconcile the existence of a good God with the existence of all the bad things that we see on the world. I will say the following. The, the usually, the, usually the, 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 the Christian answer is usually the following. Um, when God created, God created us, God created us with free will. And that, why we, we are, that is why we are persons. The concept of free will is... Um, inseparable of the very conception of personhood. If you, if we didn't have free will, we did, we we wouldn't be persons. Okay. For instance, a robot that does only what it, it is programmed to do is not a person. Okay. So, because of that, and and because of uh, because of God chose to create a, a world with free uh, personal agents god allowed the possibility of of uh, evil in the world okay evil existed in the world primarily because we can do bad things to one another and most unfortunately 
most of the time we do that's that's we we really don't have to 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 think to think about it a great deal to to see that every one of us is capable of uh, doing a lot of harm to to anyone else okay and could uh, god did not create such a world surely but if that was the case then you and i wouldn't exist okay so if uh, god didn't want didn't want that uh, that that were suffering in the world then uh, the gift of existence that we are experiencing right now will not exist okay and that gift of existence does not disappear uh, because there are there are evil acts in the world okay the the, the gift of creation is stronger it's more uh, vigorous than the the existence of of evil in the world i'll say that i'll say that that uh, uh, the fact that there are evil in the world does not make the existence bad uh, the gift of, of existence is bigger than the, the existence of suffering in the world all right well so if, let me ask you this then um in terms of your understanding of the odyssey you know and the the, the necessity for uh i guess the possibility of evil you know as an ingredient to our to us being free persons you know ha having free will um would is it is it uh would that would it have been inevitable for evil to actually for the fall to occur like in in, in any case scenario or it could have been actually avoided you know the first time around well um as i have said i i do not i do not do a literal reading of the of the genesis oh i the, see the story of, of the course fall, yeah, yeah the story yeah. of of the fall interesting okay. um uh, so we can't for instance that guy that i i named a little while ago frank tipler mm. in his second in the second book that is called the physics of christianity mm -hmm. what the hypothesis that he maintains is that uh, the fall was contingent is it uh, it occurred in our own planet mm -hmm. but it, need, it didn't uh, it didn't have to occur and in other places of the universe so the guy maintains that uh, surely uh, other places on the universe we can have intelligent life okay and in all the all the places of the universe the fall didn't occur so i'll say the following um what the the fall was a necessity no the fall the fall was not a necessity maybe maybe um but do you believe we, it that what yes. he says so you're saying that there's possibly I, I, I aliens would say that out it there. is a possibility maybe mm. that is a possibility that is a possibility interesting uh, for for instance uh, all in the in the final period of the medieval times I believe it was Nicolas de Cusa. Nicolas de Cusa. I don't know how to say the name in English. <laughs> Nicolas de Cusa. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, that maintained that, well, the, the, maybe the, the universe is infinite, and maybe we can have an infinite number of uh, of, mm. of uh, worlds that are inhabited by uh, another intelligent species in the universe. Okay. Mm. Maybe that is the case. B but um, what I'll say is, is the following. Uh, the fall was not a necessity, but the fall occurred. And maybe if the fall didn't occur, well, 
uh, we, you and I, the that are speaking uh, with an one another in, in this occasion, wouldn't exist, but we, because we are this mess up <laughs> individuals well, that we are. Mm -hmm. Well, a question, so, right? Um, so, what, what, what was the fall? Because it, you seem to be uh, someone who's an old earther, right? You believe in evolution in uh, in billions of years, probably the Big Bang too, right? Yes. So, and of course, of course, um, I don't know if you would uh, believe in the literal Adam and Eve. So how? So what was the fall? And uh, you know the 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 fundamental Christian belief in, in terms of the fall is that it actually changed the 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 physics of the universe in terms of like you know the, the evil entered into the world and there is pain and suffering and the animals kill, started to eat each other and of course natural evil uh, you know it occurred and uh, there's disasters and hunger and and uh, famine so. Would you say would you say that um, it, it's it's complete that evil is, or the fall is completely isolated on Earth and the rest of the universe didn't actually like have the fall? So how, how, so what's your view on it? Well, um, I'll say the following. Mm. So Frank Tipler, the theory of Frank Tipler is basically that what what we have you have. Okay. But I will uh, address the issue. Um, Following another another author, there is uh, the philosopher Paul Ricoeur. You know Paul Ricoeur? Uh, Paul Ricoeur. I Paul wish. Ricoeur, I... <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul is a French a French philosopher that is mm -hmm. that has a book called uh, named um, the Symbolic of Evil, the Symbolic of Evil. Mm -hmm. And what he maintains in that book is that in the history, in the myth of creation that we have on Genesis, what we are trying to explain is the very existence of evil in the world. Now, all the, the myths of creation uh, have this sort of uh, uh, um, object, uh, this sort of um, uh, the objective to explain the existence of evil in the world. For, for instance, another creational myth that, of that part in, of the world, the, the media uh, of Palestine, maintained that the world was formed after the, the battle of two gods, for instance, <laughs> Uh, there, there was a giant uh, serpent that he was named Tiamat, and mm -hmm. Tiamat was slain by another god, and that god reshaped the body, the remains of Tiamat, and constructed the universe. Okay, so why there, there was evil in this conception? Because in the way, at the very foundation of reality, there was a crime, that was a, there was a murder, and in the the, the Nordic mythology. Of the Vikings and all, and all that, we also have an example of that. Uh, you know, the, um, Odin, the father, the old father of the Odin, uh, the the North, the Norse myth mythology, slain a giant, and from the remains of that giant, uh, build the universe. Okay. Now, in uh, the, the 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 in Genesis. We do not have this sort of myth, mythic, uh, mythic combat. What, what we say is that, well, the existence is a gift and, as Genesis says, is good. Uh, so mm -hmm. God created everything, God created light, the light in God uh, saw, that, saw that it was good. So, and the very existence of evil that in the, the, the story is represented by the existence of the serpent, does not 
makes the reality itself a bad thing. So, um, for instance, in all these myths, in a way, for instance, in the agnostic, uh, the agnostic conception, the agnostic conception, uh, reality is a evil. We will be freer and uh, if we didn't exist at all. Mm -hmm. in the end of the, the, the agnostic conception, the end of, of history, the, the reality itself will disappear because it is an evil. That is now the Christian in the, the, the Judaic Christian conception sees reality. Evil exists. We have a lot of uh, bad things in the world, a lot of suffering, but that, that does not make, re make uh, reality bad. We, reality is all, always a good thing. Uh, for instance, the, the, the transcendentals in Thomistic metaphysics are bono um, vero. Uh, the nature, is, the, the, the very reality is uh, good, is uh, truth, and is uh, um, uh, unity, is unified, okay, is unity. And it is also beautiful, the, the fourth transcendental that is Pulcrum. So the reality is also, is always a, a good thing, okay? So... I'll say the, the, these are this, this will be my my answer to to your to your question. Right, that, that's pretty cool. Okay, so in, in this sense, though, um, uh, your views on the on the biblical narrative is of course like simply uh, in, in you have written by man, right? Like be written by the Jews, the Israelites, and then so how, what is what is your views on biblical literalists though, who actually uh, have I guess like have a leap of faith in terms of the 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 supernatural occurrences in the Bible or at least the uh, the the un, I guess from us from third party scientists point of view very unscientific or or get, goes against the evidence that scientists most scientists see today. Well, well I'll, I will say the following: Isn't it interesting to see that Jesus himself didn't wrote anything? We never uh, in the Gospels. We don't we, we don't have the um, the handwriting of Jesus himself, and we do not have any description of whatsoever, as long as I can remember, that Jesus wrote something in some piece of paper. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so, in the gospel, in the gospels, the gospels are are the the narratives they are that were written uh, written written by the disciples. Okay, so. The Bible is a, uh, what is the Bible? The Bible is a collection of, of books that were written by men. We that are, um, that have faith, believe that they were inspired by God, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. But still, they were not written by God himself. They were written by men. And that is because they, we can't, not, we can't uh, interpret um we can't make um, a literal interpretation of what is written. And that is why the book is always, um, I don't know how to say this, uh, the book is always, um, uh, in a way, the book presents himself. That is, it is because the, the book is not a literal um, description of what existed, of, of what happened, that the book is constantly appealing us, making us think. 
Because if the book, for, for instance, if Genesis was a description of how the universe was created uh, by the means of uh, natural physics, well, if that was the case, we'll, we'll go to the Genesis, we'll read the book, and we'll have the correct theory of, uh, of the Big Bang. So all the, all the physicists will be, will be out of job, for instance. <laughs> but since that was not, is not the case, uh, through different ages, a man in, I don't know, uh, uh, the 5th century, or in the 19th century, or in the 20th century, or in the 21st century, or in the future, can read the, um, the Genesis and discover something new something that speaks directly to him and, and speaks uh, directly to his life and that makes, him, that, that makes him think and think about himself and to think about his life and to think about his uh, relationship with one another. And that, and that I believe, is the, the most important thing. All right, awesome. So how about um, Jesus Christ, right? You, you are Catholic, so you believe in the incarnation of Christ and the... Uh, of how he's fully divine for human at the same time, right? Then the, do you believe in, uh, of course, you, know, you probably believe also in penal substitution? Well, I'll say the following. Um, uh, William Valicella has an interesting test about that, that very, uh, the, that very uh, aspect that you ask. Uh, what he sustains it is the following. In order for God to know everything, in order for God to really know what it is to be a human being. For instance, uh, there is a, a text from Thomas Nagel. I believe that is the, the philosopher is Thomas Nagel. That the title is the following. What it is like to be a bat. Yes. What it is like. What it is like to be a bat. And it is impossible for us to know what it is like to be a bat. Only a bat knows what it mm. is like to be a bat. To see the, to see the world from bat eyes. Mm. <laughs> or to see a, to see a, to see a world from cat eyes. I don't mm. know how my cats see the world. It's impossible to me. I can imagine to to be to to be from the point of view of a cat. But in doing that, I am still a human, a human person, trying to think or to imagine how a cat sees the world. I'm not a cat. I'm always a, a human. So, in order for a human for God to know. Truly, how uh, a human uh, a human person sees the world. Truly, how how a creature sees the understands the world that he God has created. Mm -hmm. He had to enter the world to see the world from our own perspective, and only through that can God really knows this dimension of reality. Okay, I I'm, for instance. I can describe to you how is like how it is like to to oh, eat a strawberry but, cake. Uh, one moment, though. Like, um, so you're saying that uh, God does not know how to be human unless He actually became fully human. Precisely. Isn't that, that a challenge to His omniscience? Well, I will say that God can knows what He God knows what He can. Uh, God surely knows what He can knows what He can know from his point of view as the ultimate foundation of reality. But some things, for instance, um, uh, you can feel pain, I can feel pain. 
God, as the ultimate foundation of reality, as being itself, can't feel, feel pain. So you, you'll say it's a, it's a limitation of God. Well, certainly not. But I'll say that God could know what it is to have pain in himself before he entered this world as uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay? So in order to f- fully... Uh, to, in order to have a full experience of reality, God had to enter himself into the into this plane of existence that is our, our home. Okay, well, I guess, um, you know, God can know, you said God can know what he can know, right? Because um, yes. he can't know what, so can God, God can't know what humans can know unless he actually becomes a human. Then, precisely that precisely that mm-hmm. precisely that but uh is it i guess like i don't i'm not really sure how to frame the argument for like uh, put the limits on god you know like it's something like uh how would you sort of reconcile the the uh, paradox of like can god lift or make a rock he cannot lift like uh what can god lie or is it, or how would you answer those so i'll say the following um, regarding the, the paradox of this stone, as mm-hmm. we have said, I will say that uh, 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 a stone that is so heavy that an omnipotent being can't lift is an impossibility. It's not re- a real, a real stone that could happen to exist. So I'll say, can God create a, God, uh, a stone so heavy that even He can't lift? I'll say no, because that that is a kind of uh, a kind of stone that can't exist. A stone that is that is so heavy that uh, an omnipotent pin can't be able to lift is not a, a possible thing. So, uh, can God lie? Well, God in the classical theism is is goodness itself, and to be good is to be true. Is in God is also uh, truth itself, and so. Certainly, because of that, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. So this, but but we can we have to see that this kind of what appear to us are limitations, are not really limitations because God we can't do these sort of things because we are finite. Because we are finite, we have we have a range of of actions that we can perform. That God, because it is the be, it is being itself, can perform. Okay, but they are not limitations. In a way, we can perform this sort of uh, actions because because we are we ourselves are limited. So this I guess, like in terms of like how you do with define omniscience and omnipotence, though it's not really like omnipotence isn't like God can do everything, but it's just God like, can do everything that is logically possible. Not to everything. For God, I guess, God for... can't do that. Uh, two plus two is equal to five. God can't do a round square. That are uh, a logical impossibility. That are contradictions. Okay. Well, and, uh, and God... mm-hmm. well, a friend of mine, an atheist. You know, he. Uh, I guess he was an atheist before, but actually, um, he always mentioned about God having uh, no free will. Right, because if God was God in the first uh, for all eternity, He never had a choice to not be God, and so He He is bound to be God, and uh, I guess determined to be God. 
So God himself is not. Well, I will say the following. What appears to be in the argument that friend sustains is that there is some sort of uh, disconnection because, be, be, between God and, his, and God himself as a person, as a person mm-hmm. and his nature. Okay? For instance, um, uh, but in classical theism, God is his nature. Okay? God is its very nature. God is its very divinity. God is divinity itself. Okay? So we have this. So because why? Because God is ontologically simple. Because, so God is what it is and can't be anything else because it is what it is, namely God himself. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so we have this sort of absolute identity between God and his nature and his being. God is his nature and is its being, okay? So, so we have this sort of identity between being, uh, suppositum, personhood, and um, existence in God. So God is what it is and can't be anything else. That regarding God himself, but from the point of view of its, its, its effects, so if God could create or not create this world, or could God create another world, and not this, uh, this world that we happen to live in? So the, the classical theist response is that certainly, yes, God could, could have created another world, or God could have, could have not created any, any world whatsoever. And so if that was the case, God would be, what would exist was only God, only God, and nothing more. But because God is goodness itself, the, usually the, the argument goes like this. Because, good, because God is goodness itself, and good, goodness is diffusive, God chose to, to, to create and to allow us to participate in the gift of being. All right, awesome. And so in, uh, I guess you mentioned goodness, right? And of course, you know, God, uh, when God created everything, he also included, uh, it, he said that when he made man, right? He, we sort of was proud of it and uh, said we were good as well. But so, uh, be but being creatures of sin be due to our the necessity of, of it, we uh, I guess because we have free will. So, what is our role here? You know, as uh, human beings on earth, uh, what, what are we supposed to do here? And um, what I guess, like, uh, what is uh waiting for us in the afterlife do you believe you probably believe in purgatory right as well and uh in postmortem redemption yes well i'll say that the the priest from my parish parish usually has this awesome definition that he uses that i will um that i will uh, remember here um what he says the following what God wants us uh, from all of us is that each each in in all of us uh, can be the best person, the best um, version of itself. So, what we what we have to do with our lives is to be our the best best version, the best ber- version that we can be. Okay, only that. So, what God uh, what God wants us to do is that we are that we are um, happy, and that we. Um, make the the best that we can 
with uh, with ourselves and with the talents that we have uh, and that we spread goodness basically that uh, only that uh, we have this sort of we have this free will we can even renounce god himself and we do not have a, a plan that is uh, we have the instructions of how to live our life Basically, this, today I have to do this, tomorrow I have to do that. We don't have that. So we, in a way, we, we live in the dark. But uh, dark it, as it may be, we have to try to do the best in, all, uh, everyday in our everyday lives. And that best is try, trying to be the best version of, 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 of ourselves that we can be and trying to do the best for one another. So trying to help uh, uh, my brother there's, that is suffering or that needs my help and all that. I will say that uh, this, this is what is expected from us. Trying to do the best that we can. Right, cool. And well, yes, I do, believe, I do believe in the afterlife because mm -hmm. uh, we can't really attain um, so, but uh, I guess joy. Like, would you be, uh, do you believe in internal hell or just... Uh, or do you believe in universalist or or limited atonement? I believe. Uh, well, it's it's a tricky question. The one that you have asked. I believe the following. I believe that God is good. I believe that God is goodness itself. I believe that God died in order to redeem us. Okay, and so and because of that, I believe that also that we are free, and that we can renounce God. Um, if that is the case forever, okay? Uh, but that, uh, that plane of existence is not uh, designed by God, in the, is not desired by God, okay? It is um, a sort of um, end that the soul or we ourselves create for ourselves, okay? God is always open. God is always awaiting us, okay? God is like... The, um, the 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 story that Jesus told us that about the father with the two sons uh, how, how we say that in the, the the son that goes away and the prodigal son okay God is the father that always is awaiting the prodigal son okay and God and when the prodigal son that is a moment of uh, of enjoyment for God himself but we ourselves can can decide never to return. That is a possibility. And that is a possibility that God accepts in, because it gave us free will. But I, I believe that in a way, God did not condemn, condemn any one of us, okay? God wants, wants to save us all. But we can renounce his salvation. That is a possibility. We can say no to God. That is, that is a possibility. All right, awesome. And I guess, like, uh, just to let's to, to end uh, the podcast, man. Because I wish I could ask, have asked you more. It uh, maybe you know you could come back on a second episode. But uh, so let's finalize this. So I guess it's more of like an existentialist question of so how can I live the best? Ver I guess how can I be the best version of myself? Right. Of course, you read the Bible, meditate, and uh, have a be a good person but how 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 would you view it i guess in terms of like 
to every person, you know, because we all have unique journeys. Well, I have made a lot of mistakes in my, in my life. So what I'm going to say is not really, <laughs> I'm not using myself as an example. So, but why I, I will say the following, everyone has talents, you know, also the parable of the talents, okay? So what we can, can do is to look at ourselves and try to discover our greatest talents and try to make the best of, 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 uh, of the, those talents, okay? If we are good at studying, I don't know, we can try to be the best students that we possibly can, okay? To study as hard as we can, to try to learn the best that we can about the world that's around us, okay? And also trying to do the best for one another, okay? Once someone, once someone asks, asks for our help, we should try to do it, try to help them, try, try to help them and not, to, and not, and not to, to figure out some excuse not to do, to do, do something, uh, uh, something other in order not to help the, the other person. So I'll, I'll say the following. We, we, should, we should try to, to, to live our talents fully and try to help one another as as must as must as much as we can. All right, awesome. Well, well jo Jose, it's been awesome to having you in the podcast, man. Uh, is there anything you would like to promote? You know, like uh, a, a YouTube channel or a book you're writing? No, no, I I don't have anything like that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess um, is there anything you uh, I guess you would like to tell the audience? You know, before us just to end the podcast, like a final message, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a lot to 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 say to anybody. What I can say, well, let's try to 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 learn as much as we can mm -hmm. in this life, and trying to be to be the best uh, the best persons that we can to one another. That mm -hmm. is basically that that is basically all. That is all the, right. basically the best that we can do. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what would you say to like someone who is an atheist who's saying like, no, Jose, you're totally wrong and like crazy. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> but but I like to I like to think that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. All right, well, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's, it's been great having you on, and uh, I wish uh, we could you can come back on and like uh, tackle a more specific topic. I guess that was a, sort of an overview of your uh, belief system, and uh, yeah, glad to have you here. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host Elmo Ador Jr., and thank you for listening in, and please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. 
Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.